0: Welcome home to Voice of Praise, whether it's the first time you've been here or if it's you, you're here all the time, still welcome home. And uh, if you're here for the first time or if you haven't been here in a long, long time, you probably were handed a Connect card. Fill that Connect card out, turn it in, and we have a special gift for you. And if you didn't fill that out, if you didn't get one handed to you on your way out this, uh, later this morning, stop by the Connect desk out there in the foyer, and we will... Uh, We will have some of those cards available for you, and you can fill them out and uh, get that free gift. We just want to bless you with something. I'm not going to harass you. The church is not going to harass you. We're not going to sell your information, and you will not get a call from me to let you know that your extended car warranty on your 1982 Kia has expired, okay? We're not going to do that, but we just want to get to know you just a little bit better because... uh, you are you are friends and family here at Voice of Praise. Mark chapter two. If you have your Bibles, I want to go there in Scripture. Uh, I uh, I love this picture, this backdrop, and I, I faded it so the the, uh, the the typing would be more legible. But I love that backdrop of those two two boys. They could be brothers, but for uh, for this morning, we're going to assume they're just good friends. You know, I've got a friend that. Uh, I've had uh probably outside of my family he's probably the oldest friend that I've had and in speaking of years he is a little bit older than me, but in number of years he is uh he's the longest term friend that I've had now we don't see each other quite as much as we used to, but this is the kind of friends we were and this is the kind of friends we we still are and uh he's been very successful in his life in his endeavors of farming and and uh and what have you and uh even though we don't get to communicate as much as we would like to and we don't get to spend time together and our lives have went their own directions you know he's still my buddy and he's still my friend and uh we still call each other brother when we'll see it i'm baby brother he's the older brother and people that know us still they still say your brother you know, your brother's up here or something like that, and I know exactly who they're talking. It's one of those cases he can call my phone and he doesn't have to tell me who it is, and I don't have to look at the ID. When, he answers the, when I answer the phone, I know his voice. Same thing with me. When, when I call him, he answers the phone. I don't say, hello, this is N.R. Taylor. How you doing today? No, he recognizes my voice. You know why? Because we're friends. We're that, we're that kind of friends. As we read the scripture this morning from Mark chapter 2, begin reading at verse 1. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above, above Jesus by digging through it and lowering the mat that the man was lying on. Now, Sarah and I got to visit what is known to be this particular house when we were in Israel. And let me tell you, it's not like houses around here. It would be very, uh, it would be a large undertaking. Not a huge house, but it would be a large undertaking to do all this. So when Jesus saw their faith in verse five, when he saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, "Son, your sins are forgiven." That needs that's divided by a comma and 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 very very necessary comma if you would. First thing he says is, "Son." He didn't say, hey, dude, hey, fella. He calls him son. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking uh, to themselves, why does this fella talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking. He knew that was what they were thinking. In their hearts, and he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up, take your mat, and walk? Which is the easiest to do? But I say to you, I, But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to them, I tell you, take up your mat and go home. I want to preach to you uh, with the thought in mind this morning that life is better with friends. Life is better with friends. Now this was exciting times that we just read about in Capernaum. A new rabbi Uh, that's spreading across the country. He's returning to town. He's come back to Capernaum. And he was causing quite a stir. Jesus was making a lot of waves by the time we get to this juncture in his life. Uh, The crowds were over there gathered because of the miraculous miracles, the things that were following his teaching. People were coming to see, even if they weren't believers. You see, sometimes we think that only believers show up that where God's at. But that's not true at all. Because you see, the signs are really not for the believers. The signs are for the unbeliever. We know that according to Scripture. It was exciting times in that city. The word had spread. Jesus was gonna at a certain house. And people came from practically everywhere. Overfilling the residence. I can see them in that area. Piling in outside of that little house. As Jesus was preaching, and as those that were fortunate enough to be in the house with Jesus, suddenly, footsteps were heard on the roof. It wasn't Santa Claus. You know, we get excited, especially with our kids, up on the housetop, click, click, click. And down through the chimney comes old Saint Nick. Let me tell you something, we know that's all thats all a, a story and a fable, if you would, of sorts. But, but here's the thing about it, I'm not telling you a story and I'm not giving you a fable this morning. But up on the housetop, suddenly they heard little footsteps. It wasn't reindeer, it was a group of friends. It was a group of friends that had a friend that they needed to get to Jesus. So I can imagine sitting in there, oh, it was probably noisy in the house. But I can answer, did you, did you hear something? Well, I thought I did. Yeah, I heard something. There's somebody up on the roof. Wonder what's going on. And all of a sudden, the house begins to be pulled apart and, and the roof is coming off this place. What is going on? And then of all things, the crowd looks up and here on a gurney or a uh you know on a mat if this had is described in scripture all of a sudden on this gurney all this mat here it comes being lowered down through the ceiling through the roof through the ceiling and it's coming right down and if pardon me for painting my mental picture of how this is i can see this happening i, I believe this was so spiritually, strategically planned, that I believe Jesus is standing in the middle of this house and he's teaching and he's performing his miracles and this mat's coming down right in front of him. That's the way I picture it. You picture it how you want to. But can you imagine that scene? Can you imagine being in that place when the crowd begins to step back as this man is being lowered into into the building, into the crowd of people? Often the greater in, uh, attention of this encounter is directed towards the paralyzed man and his healing, of course, that he we know that he receives. And of course, a lot of attention is always given towards Jesus and rightfully so because Jesus is the reason for all of this. But have you ever wondered what possibly went through the minds of these four guys? The four fellas, the four friends that are lowering this man through the roof. You see, life is better with friends. Life is better with friends. It's been said that, that if in, in the span of life, if we, if we could have five really good friends that we, we have a blessed life. I, I don't limit myself to statistics. I believe that we can have many friends. And I believe in the family of God, there's many friends to be had. These fellas had went to the fullest extent to get their friend some help. They did, it. They did everything they knew to do. They, we don't know exactly how far they had carried him, but yet they carried him on that stretcher. Until they got there. And oh, what a disappointment. When they show up and the yard is standing full of people, the house is standing full of people, perhaps they even went and asked permission to get in, but they found out that other people were being selfish and they wouldn't let them get in there. I can imagine, I can imagine the disappointment that they may have felt. But then suddenly, somehow, one of them said, let's go up on the roof. You see, a friend will go up on the roof for you. A friend will go to the furthest extent for you that they need to go. And this guy had four of them. Wow. He may have had more than four, but we know of these four. They go up on that roof and they begin to tear the roof apart. And they landed their friend right in front of Jesus. And when they landed their friend in front of Jesus, I wonder what those four friends thought. I wonder what the man on the stretcher thought as well because what they were anticipating was Jesus was going to touch this man and he's going to be healed and instead when this man lands in front of him, he says, son, your sins are forgiven. That wasn't what I was wanting. Okay? I thought well, I wasn't looking for that man. I was wanting to be able to get up off of this Gurney, I was wanting to be able to get up off of this cot, if you would. But that stirred the pot of the religious Jews, if you would. They weren't on board with Jesus. The re- just because somebody is religious doesn't mean they're on board with Jesus. Remember, just because someone is in the house doesn't always mean they're on board with Jesus. That's the note I made to myself. Uh, no more than... Listen, just because somebody is, is in the was was in the house, it didn't mean they were on board with Jesus any more than you can go stand on a carport and you're a car, okay? Just being in church doesn't make you a Christian, okay? If you've had problems with people that were church going people, understand this. Don't judge the whole church but them because everybody that comes to church may not necessarily be a Jesus follower. No more than standing on a carport will make you a car or make you a truck but but these 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 religious people gathered in this house begin to murmur and complain against jesus what 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 followed was an attempt to if it wasn 't it was a attempt of denunciation they were trying to denounce jesus's authority and they said all right who can who can forgive sins but god who who can do this but god and and we know that's why they crucified jesus anyway they hated him so much but then jesus looks at this man and he says take up your stretcher and walk what the man had been looking for what the friends had been helping him with, what the friends had been seeking, and and uh, uh, what Jesus knew that this man was really wanting suddenly happens. But I want you to understand G, before anything else, Jesus knew because Jesus is omnipotent God. Jesus knew what was coming through that roof before the roof was ever torn off. He knew what was coming through the roof before there was the pitter patter uh, of uh, of sixteen little feet across the roof. Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew knew what was going on he knew what was going to happen that he saw the faith and that's why he said to this man son your sins are forgiven you but now the man takes up his bed he doesn't go back out through the hole in the roof i can see him with chest hoisted high and shoulders thrown back and a bed under his arm and he just walks right out through the middle of everybody to leave the house. And just as much as he's thinking I'm healed. I can, I can imagine him thinking in his mind. He called me son. He called me son. I can see him saying to his other four buddies. Did you hear him call me son? He called me son. I am somebody. I am somebody. But I want you to know this. Life is better with friends they are hurting people everywhere, all around us. We're, this is Mission Sunday. It's Global Sunday, and, and they're, they're suffering people all around us, all over the world. We talked about that in life groups this morning in our life group. And if you don't, if you've never been to one of our life groups, come on out an hour early on Sunday morning and be part of a life group. But they're suffering people everywhere, and they need to receive miracles and we think about people in third world countries we think about people in, in very desolate places in the world and we, I've been there and I've seen them and I've experienced them and there are some very sad situations in other parts of the world but there are sad situations right here in the country that we live in there are sad situations in Blue well and Brush Fork or wherever you may be from there are sad situations in some of your families there are sad situations in some of your lives there's sad situations everywhere we go. This paralyzed man was in a sad situation. Suffering people are open to a miracle, though. I want you to always remember that. When when you're suffering, when you're agonizing, when you're dealing with a suffering people are always susceptible to a miracle happening in their lives. I recently read of a Billy Graham Crusade. And in this Billy Graham Crusade. Uh, the, the great evangelist Billy Graham asked all of the city leaders to supply his prayer team with a list of hurting people in their community, community, in order that his team could pray over the hurting people of that particular community. The leaders of the city actually handed Billy Graham a phone book. Now, some of you younger people don't even know what a phone. Do they still make phone books? Anybody, anybody, get a phone book? Yeah, the phone book's real thin Used to, phone books used to be really thick. And, and and he was in a larger city. And they handed him a phone book, which is the most complete list of everybody in the city they could think of. And they handed that to him and they said, Here's who needs prayer. This is who's hurting. Jesus' ministry was centered around people that are hurting. That have needs. At least, they recognize their need. So, Everybody, every community, everywhere we go, everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs a friend. Remember, life is better with friends. Friends are a precious commodity. Uh, These were ordinary guys, these four. There was nothing really special about them other than the fact that they were all good friends. Could have, but it probably wasn't the deacon in the church. One of them probably wasn't the pastor. I'm very, very confident that it wasn't for pastors. Uh, yeah I think they were just very common people. But the one thing that they did have in common with one another were they were friends. Being a friend is one of the most influential traits that you can have as a person. It's one of the most influential Did you realize... If you look, and I looked at this came out recently in the last few weeks. When you realize that, that I can go invite people to church, we can put out Facebook advertisements. We can put out TV advertisements. We can do all kind of, all, all kind of drives to invite people to church. But you know the one way to reach people, <coughs> win them to church and win them to Jesus Christ, is to just be a friend to them. That's the most successful way of reaching people for the kingdom of God that there is. 85% of the people in recent years, in the last 10 years or so, that have got saved and got connected with the church, is they have said it is because somebody has been a friend to me. Wow. Everybody needs a friend. Life is better with friends. These guys had compassion on their buddy. Compassion is caring. Uh, and, And compassion is good. I don't know how we come up with this name twice today. We mentioned it in Life Group. But President Theodore Roosevelt is accredited with saying, the world doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care. The world doesn't care how much we know Jesus, church. They don't care how much we know Jesus until they know how much we care about them. Hurting people don't... They, they're not interested in how much we know Jesus until they know how much we care about them. You see, life is better with friends. And we can reach people and we can touch the lives of people for the kingdom of God as we reach people through friendship. Being a friend, I, I said, was one of the most influential traits we can have. Listen to this. it doesn't have, You don't have to have a lot of money to be a friend. A true friend. You don't have to be of a certain social status or gender or, or, or a racial group to be a good friend. There are no specific talents that are required to be a good friend. Only thing that it takes to be a good friend is just being a friend. Because life is better with friends. These guys were determined. They sincerely believed that Jesus could help their friends. Their determination caused them to be creative. I already told you of how they arrived in the yard and they saw this yard standing full of people and the house was packed out and... People hanging out the windows and the doors and, and, and and they, they, but, but they were so, such good friends. They, they, I could see them say, they could have said, Oh, we're too late. Oh, there's no hope. Oh, I'm not fighting this crowd. Well, maybe next time we'll be here early enough. No, 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 no. They were such good friends that they said, we've got to get creative. How are we going to get in that house? And some one of them probably said, I don't know how we can get in there. We just want to tear the roof off the place because that's the kind of friends that they were you see they were they were a team they were a family let me take that a little bit further with you they were a true church you see because a church a church is more than just a place to go and worship a church is more than a place to uh, to to go and spend Sunday mornings or uh, a few of us go on Wednesday nights or uh, a church is more than a place to go and do whatever we think that we do. A, a church is a place of family. And I, and I I've been reminded so much of the of the slogan that we adopted uh several years back now that Voice of Praise Worship Center, we are a we are a family of Christ followers. That are doing life together. We're here doing life together. We're here to be friends with one another. But not just friends with one another. But we are friends to one another. So four people work together. Four people begin to tear the roof off of that little hut. That little house. And it was four people. I can, I, in my imagination again, I imagine, I imagine w- maybe four ropes. One guy had each corner of that. Of, of that gurney and they have four ropes and they're letting this letting this buddy this friend they're letting him down into the presence of jesus wouldn't you that you and i would have a friend that when everything's messed up in our life and everything's tore up in our life wouldn't you to have four friends that would let you down right into the presence of jesus Wouldn't you like to have a friend that would tear off the roof just so you could get to Jesus? Well, let me tell you this. There are people that are wishing that right now, and you and I can feel that order. We can fulfill that purpose in life just simply by being a friend because life is better with friends. I used to use that old acronym, and I mentioned it this morning in Life Group. I used to use that old acronym TEAM, T-E-A-M. T being together, E, everyone, A, accomplishes, M, more. Together, everyone accomplishes more. Teamwork is taught throughout Scripture. Friendship and family is taught throughout Scripture. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, we find two verses. One verse teaches us that that two are better than one. And another part of that same verse says a threefold cord isn't easily broken. You see, there is strength in friendship. There is strength in camaraderie. There is strength in being together. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus taught that two or three, uh, when they agree together on touching any one thing, that it shall be done. Even to the extent of the mountains being cast into the sea. Paul taught in his letter that there we are one body made up of many members. We're all different, but we are still one. We are friends. We are family. We are together as the body of Christ. And as friends, we always need to be mindful. We need to be reminded of who our warfare is with. Our warfare is not with one another. Now, I talked I mentioned my friend, my longtime friend, his name is Robbie. And I mentioned Robbie uh at the beginning of this message this morning. And Robbie and I are good are great friends. We've been lifelong friends. But there's been a few times we've had some disagreements in life. There's been a few times that 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 we've pouted with one another and been mad at one another. I know, I know that none of that happens to you all. I know I know that. I understand that, you know. You know. But, but there, there's times that we've had disagreements and things like that. But you know, a sign of our, of our lifelong and our true friendship and what has maintained it is we always work through those things. We have to understand our warfare, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world and against spiritual forces of the evil, of evil in the heavenly realms, according to what apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesian church. So I'm not battling against you. I'm not warring against you. I'm, I'm not, I, I, and I hope that you're not battling against me. But I hope that we are friends. I hope that we're helping one another along this way. I hope that we're able to lower each other down through the roof and we're able to tear the shingles off of the house. We're able to carry that mat miles and miles. Just get to the place to even do those things. Because life is better with friends. Life is better with friends. Man. Friends are a precious commodity. Whether you're like that statistic says and you just have a handful of friends or if you got a whole passel of friends, whatever passel is. Friends are precious. Your friends are precious to you. Mine are precious to me. But there are people that are looking for friends. Friends just like me and just like you. And let me share with you why that's important. You know, in the old time, in the old time, I should say old time, people, people still singing, it. it's actually still a popular song. I used to know what number it was in the old Redback hymnal. But we used to sing a song, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry, everything to God in prayer. The Bible declares there's a friend, a friend, that sticks closer than any brother. I never had a brother. Robbie Robbie is the closest I ever had to a brother. And he's not really my brother. I know that, he, but he was the closest thing that I ever had to a brother. I only had one sister. She's older than me and uh you know she's better looking than me, but I got all the brains. You know. What can I say? She doesn't have so, she doesn't do Facebook, so she probably never see this unless somebody shows it to her. But no, I only had a sister. I don't have a brother, but still she's my, she's my sibling and I understand this is, this doesn't necessarily limit to, to, to specific gender. But here's the deal. I never had a brother, but, but I want to tell you that I understand that there is a friend that sticks closer than any brother. And the word of God declares that his name is Jesus. And, and, and Jesus, as they sang the song, this, the songs this morning, and, and I was thinking about Jesus, and, and, and I think about that last song, Yahweh, Yahweh, which is God, which Jesus, encompasses Jesus, Jesus, faithful God. That's who He is. Jesus is always faithful. He's always faithful. In fact, that is one of His names, faithful God. Jesus is always faithful, faithful. Listen, and as, as, as our friend, our great friend, the great friend, I believe and I will convey to you my confidence that if we will do our part, Jesus will do the rest. There's people trying to work their way to heaven. There's people trying to manipulate their way to heaven. There's people trying to buy their way to heaven. There's people trying to buy their way out of circumstances. There's people that are like the woman that had an issue of blood that are spending all that they, that, that they had and they have. But I want you to know this, that Jesus doesn't require any of those things. All he wants is our hearts. All he wants is our life. And then he becomes such a friend to us that we, that more than we can ever imagine. And I've got news for you. Life is better with friends, but life is best with the friend. And his name is Jesus. And I think I think it was Ralph Waldo Emerson that said this. And y'all want to come back to the music. I, think, I believe it was Ralph Waldo Emerson that said this. If I get that wrong, we'll just change it and say it was Spurgeon. They, You know, preachers accredit everything to Spurgeon. But he said something along the lines, in order to have a friend, you have to be a friend. The most important thing most important question this morning is are you a friend to Jesus? That's another old song we used to sing. I'll be a friend to Jesus. That's in the Redback Hymnal too, wasn't it? Yeah. She's redheaded. Redback Hymnal was named after her. I, just, I picked it suit for being redheaded. No, I didn't do it because you're old. Are you saying you're as old as the Redback Hymnal? No, you're not that old. No. She's not that I'll be a friend to Jesus. If you want a friend, you have to be a friend. And, and Je- Jesus loves us unconditionally. Understand me this morning. I know that. I understand that. Jesus loves us before we before ever love Him. But if we'll be a friend to Him, He's going to be friendly to us back in return. Amen. He's friendly to us anyway, really. But if we'll be a friend to Him, He's going to be a friend to us. And then beyond that, some people argue debate this. Now I'll use the term theology. Maybe it's not even theology. But some people some people would argue. Some people would debate a little bit with uh, with this this thought process. But you know, the the Bible says that we're created in the image of God. Now, understand this with me this morning. None of us in this room have deity about us other than being saved. When we're saved through the blood of Jesus Christ, we 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 are saved, and we are. Uh, we are adopted in. We are, if you would, grafted into the family of God. Jesus, if you would, is our elder brother in that sense. But let me tell you something. When Jesus saves us, when we become Christians, you know what he saves us to do? He saves us not to, We none of us can be Jesus. So listen very clear, carefully to me. None of us can be Jesus. But he does call us to follow and walk in The traits of Jesus. So, it's like, my wife told me here a few weeks ago, she said, you're the model husband. She said, you're the model husband. I looked up model in the dictionary and it said a small replica of the real thing. to grab your attention because here's a: we are models of Christ there's no deity in us other than than his salvation but we are models of Christ and because we are models of Christ we are to represent him we do represent him in the world and let me tell you Jesus has been such a friend to me but I can't, I can't I can't explain what a friend he's been to me. There's some there's many of you in this room through through uh you know, a number of years ago, my first wife passed suddenly. Let me tell you John and Millie Jenkins were friends to me in that time. They were great friends to me along with several other people. There since we've been here these last nine years, we've been here at Voice of Praise. Uh Sarah and I have been here. Uh you all have been friends to us so much. Some of y'all this, right this couple right here rescued me one day i rode to Harley to bluefield because they wasn't calling for rain and a storm came and i didn't have any way to ride home uh, because the roads were washed out and everything and i didn't want to take a chance they let me use their vehicle they were a friend to me many some of y'all have invited us over to to the house for Super Bowl parties and some of y'all have done this for us and that for us a few weeks ago we had pastor appreciation day and you just flooded us with kind words and cards and gifts you all have been friends to us. But let me tell you this. There are there is a world full of people that is awaiting. It starts in here, but then it goes far beyond outside the doors of this building. There are people in this community that are just looking for somebody to be a friend to them. And when we are friends to them, we're modeling Jesus in their lives. We're t- you don't have to preach a message to them. You don't have to have a three-point or a four-point outline to preach to them. You don't. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to uh, uh, have a cleric collar on and wear a robe or even have a suit and tie. On. But listen, this is one thing you can do. You can be a friend to somebody, and by being a friend to somebody, you can lead them to Jesus. So the greatest friend in the world is Jesus. You and I are called to model him. And everybody in this room today, those listening by live stream, listen to the podcast later, or listen to Extreme Voice Radio, let me tell you, every one of us every one of us in this room, we need a friend. I said all that to just say this life is better with friends life is better with friends would you bow your heads for just a moment please as you bowed your heads I ask you to close your eyes you may be sitting in this room this morning you may not ever through faith accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior that's the way you achieve the utmost friendship with Jesus is being a friend to him into him through the means of the new birth salvation if you're in this room this morning and heads are bowed and eyes are closed and I'm not going to embarrass you I'm not going to call you out I'm not going to point you out and I'm not going to call your name or anything like that but if you're in this room this morning and you've not been saved or if you've drifted far away from the Lord you are prodigal and you need to come back home I'd just like for you to slip your hand up and say pray for me pastor anybody in this room right now Thank you. Are there any others in this room? Thank you for those hands. Any others? So we have people here today that have, they said, I need somebody to lower me down through the roof. I need somebody to carry my stretcher, tear off the roof and to lower me down. Let me tell you what, those of you that raised your hands this morning, I got news for you. You got a whole family you can raise, you can, everybody just raise your hands right now. Those of you in this room, those of you that your hand, everybody just look around right now. Everybody just look around. Those of you that raised your hand, I want you to know you got a whole family of friends that are behind you. you got a whole family of friends that want to see you succeed. They want to see you go on with the Lord. But more important than that, you've got a Jesus that wants you to go on. Jesus didn't save anybody to fail. And He didn't die. That you may struggle in your relationship with Him. That He died for each of us. That we can be free. For who the Son set free. Is free indeed. I want to ask you to do this for me this morning. They're, they're going to go into a song, but I want to, those of you that raise your hand, and uh, especially, but I want to, everybody can and will, if you join me up front here for just a, a, a few moments of corporate prayer together, we're going to pray for one another and with one another. You know why? It's because we are friends, and life is better with friends. If you don't have anybody else to pray for, Hey, pray for me and Sarah. We we'll, we we'll, we can always take it. We can always use it, you know. Uh, but we all need friends. Jesus, Lord, we worship you. Fathers, we come to you today, for we gather in the together collectively here at the front of this room. And God, we stand before you, Lord, as as friends, and we believe, God, that that you are the friend. You are the you are the common friend that ties us all together. For we may be in this room today and not know one another's name. We don't know where we where one another resides. But God, there's one thing that ties us together. And Lord Jesus, that's you. And I pray for my family today. I pray, Lord, for all of my friends. I pray that God, that you will just minister and work. And God, you'll bless in all of my friends' lives, Lord God. God, they will prosper and be in health, Lord. Even as their souls prosper, Lord. We declare the word of the Lord over their lives today. Lord Jesus, I pray that every single one of us in this room today that lord that as we're bound together in ties of love and unity and friendship that lord that we will see lord lord your kingdom come and your will be done lord through this body of believers that's gathered in this room this morning it may be the first time lord it, 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 it may they, there may be people here that are that may not ever darken our doors again but yet lord we declare lord through the work of the cross that lord that we are friends one with another lord we stand lord with one another through troubled times lord we stand with one another through difficulties lord god and, Lord Jesus, we, Lord, today, we commit ourselves, Lord, to be in a family of believers. Lord, we're doing life together. And, Lord Jesus, you are blessing and you are working through us, God. And you are going to fulfill your kingdom's purpose and your will in this community through us as we are a friend to this community that we live in. So today, Lord, we worship you and pray. We praise you and we bless you, Lord, because this is the day that you've made. Lord, and we choose to rejoice in it. Lord, we're glad in it. Lord, we worship you in this day. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for those, oh God, that are in this room this morning. Our friends, your friends, most of all, we thank you, Lord. Jesus, For being our friend. For being our friend. Because there is none other like you. Madison, go to that chorus one more time. And I want you all to sing it, church. A friend we have in Jesus. I stand in a friend you have you have friends right here in voice of praise worship center to have a greater friend than all of us put together the greatest friend in the world jesus christ is with you does anybody needs before you return to your seats Does anybody need special prayer this